Hey everyone, this is Jen Kesnick and you're listening to You Be You and I'll Be Me. And my guest today is Victoria McCooey. She is a certified life coach who specializes in helping women who are struggling with divorce. She left a 35-year career in advertising to pursue this passion full-time after doing extensive volunteer work for years with victims of domestic violence. Victoria, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this really important subject. Yes. And, um, you know, your honesty and bravery is just going to help a lot of people out there who are feeling the same way. That's what I'm hoping. It's really my mission to bring this to light so that people who feel like they have no way out will realize it can be done. Exactly. And uh, so how did this even all start? How did you get to where you are now, you know? What's the Um, beginning? It all started when I found myself in an abusive marriage. You know, it it started out slowly with other types of abuse, with um, financial abuse, I guess, was the first, where um, I had no access to any money, including the money I was making. You know, my husband decided it was best if one person controlled all the money. Right. It just trickled from there. Um, It all seemed logical. It all seemed to make sense at the time. And then um, abuse became verbal if, um, you know, if I didn't see things his way. Um, There was really no partnership. You know, there was no communication. There were no decisions made as a team. Everything was one person making all the decisions and the other person following through. And uh, we had three kids, so it just didn't seem like that big of a problem until... The, when I tried to get more control over money, finances, things were going south, and I felt like I had to step up and step in and take care of things more, and the more I tried to take care of things, or the more I tried in his eyes to gain control, the more abusive he got. So the abuse turned very emotional, you know, death threats and things that I didn't really take too seriously until one day when I wouldn't do whatever it was he thought I needed to be doing, um, he choked me. And I blacked out, and it was in front of our youngest son, who was six at the time. Um, My son thought I was dead. I think my husband thought I was dead, too, because... When I came to, he had a total look of panic on his face. Yeah, like, uh uh-oh, what did I do? Right. So it was all very clear at that moment that this was the line that had been crossed, and I picked up the phone and I called the police without even considering an alternative. I mean, that's what I knew had to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, He went to jail, and I got an order of protection, and I filed for divorce, and he made it as difficult as he possibly could for me to divorce him. It was at a time when New York State had uh, did not have no fault to divorce, so I had to prove I had grounds for divorce. And even with something as what I thought would be open and shut as someone hurting the other person, I still struggled to get the divorce, and it took six years for the divorce to be wow. final. And we were in court for another 10 years mm-hmm. after that with, you know, fighting over child support, fighting over college tuition, fighting over where the kids should live. It was just ongoing. So I kind of saw everything that could possibly happen in a divorce situation. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, So then you decided 
after you went through this that you wanted to start helping other people who were struggling with the same thing. Exactly. I was so beaten down by emotionally at the point when I was getting my divorce, when it started, that it everything was harder than it needed to be. You know, I was so weak. I was in such a, you know, an abuse victim mentality right. that um, I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I wasn't eating. I wasn't exercising. I was just, you know, falling apart. And... Everything became harder because of that. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't well. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't emotionally well. I wasn't physically well. I wasn't spiritually well. I wasn't doing anything to take care of myself. And so I didn't do well at making big decisions, at figuring out how my household should be run or my money should be spent or saved or, you know, I just wasn't as capable as I needed to be. So isn't it funny, though, how self-care, it goes back to self-care. You have self-care, then you're starting from a better point. It's like put your own oxygen mask on first, right? Exactly. Yes. So I couldn't, and I recognized that I was not able to be as good a mother as I needed to be during this most difficult time in my children's lives. Yeah. So I figured out relatively quickly Mm -hmm. that I had to start eating better and exercising and getting more sleep and not drinking as much and, you know, cutting out all the bad stuff and really taking care of myself so that I could function. Mm -hmm. So once I did that, um, things started to look better. Right. A little more clear. A little more clear. And then I started researching how to handle my money situation, you know, get out of the debt I was in, um, how to put my money into buckets so that I knew what money was coming out of where. Um, I went back to work full time. You know, I had to upgrade my skills so that I could earn more money. Mm -hmm. Um, All these things came one after the other, like, uh, but it all started with taking care of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Um, that's probably a huge factor is that a lot of women, especially if you're in a relationship with someone who's controlling like that, don't know how to live financially. Exactly. I wasn't allowed to take care of my own money. And before we were married, I was just taking care of me. Yeah. So that was one thing. Then we got married and then I wasn't real. I wasn't even working for the first four years mm-hmm. because we had three babies yeah. in the first four years. Yeah. Um, then I went back to work part-time and it was such a little bit of money. It didn't bother me that mm-hmm. he wanted to figure out which bills it was going to pay or whatever, but it grew from, Oh, here's my little tiny paycheck to now I was earning a substantial amount of money and he was going to the post office box where we got our mail before I did. And signing my name and putting it into an account that I had no access to. So it went from something seemingly so benign to, like, you're stealing my money. Yeah. That's amazing. That's crazy. Um, And how long from the time that you started working again till you started working with other uh, victims of domestic violence? Well, it took me a really long time. Like, the divorce went on for so long. So it was certainly not in those first six years before the divorce was final. And then, you know, even though I was in and out of court, I really did start feeling like I had made such a huge transformation. I had gone from this, you know, battered victim person to someone who was really in control of her life. My job was going really well. I was 
financially sound, the kids were doing well, everything, we'd moved to a new place, everything was great. And I really wanted to start giving back for, I was so grateful yeah. that I came out the way I did. Yeah, absolutely. You should be really proud of yourself. Well, thank you. But anybody can do it. Right. You know, you just have to pull yourself up and do yeah. it. And you need help. You do need and help. And it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. I was blessed because I had, I'm very close to my mother and she was a great support for me. Um, but I started uh, doing volunteer work for the Coalition Against Domestic Violence because I figured, you know, that was, they helped me. Yeah. They were the first people who stepped up when I, the morning my husband choked me and I went, the policeman said, go straight to the courthouse and get an order of protection before he's let out. So the second I walked in, the advocates from the Coalition Against Domestic Violence swooped in when they heard what, when they called them yeah. and really held my hand and showed me how to do the paperwork and what I needed to do. So that was the agency that helped me. So I wanted to give back to them. Nice. Yeah. So I did a lot of training to become the hospital advocate. So when a victim of domestic violence ends up in the hospital, that hospital contacts the coalition and they send whoever's on call to go assess the situation, see what guidance or support they might need. Sometimes it's so bad that um, they need to be put in a safe house. Yeah. Yeah. So that took a lot of training before I was allowed to do that, but I did that for years and years. Oh, wow. And then at some point you realized, you know, I, I could do this full time and you became a divorce coach. Yes. Now, well, I did wanted. you invent that or is that, was that around? It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enough. Well, for a moment I thought I did. But <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, somebody else thought yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah. But it's great. I mean, thank God, because there's so many people that don't know how the heck do I get out of this? Right. I knew that this was really my calling. This is where I needed to be, and I needed to make it my full-time career. So I... And it's clearly a passion to help other people not be in that position. Exactly. Or get out of it if they are. Exactly. I just, you know, when I was in it, I was so humiliated and embarrassed by where I had let my life get to. I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't tell my family, my closest friends, what right. my marriage was like because it was embarrassing yeah shame and so shameful you know, you know like I come from a decent house of family yeah. and have decent education like how could this have happened to me right but you know it does it happens to everybody yeah and t you know like there but for the grace of everybody you know who knows right where your life is going to bring you right and I also knew some other women who I knew were in similar situations but too fearful yeah to take a step. Right. It's like an abused child wants to stay with that parent. Exactly. You know, I'm sure an abused spouse wants to stay exactly. with the spouse. Because you think That's that, familiar. Yeah. You think that you're doing it for your children, mm -hmm. but when I look at my children now and I remember my children then, it's not even close. Yeah. Like, their life is profoundly better. Right. I know your children and they're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and they thrive and they're awesome kids, you know, so, or young men, whatever. I Sorry. cannot <laughs> imagine they could be any happier. Right. And, you know, they saw their mother being smothered and, um, controlled and that can't be 
a good way to live, nor is it a good role model to follow. I agree, 1,000%. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to show them that this wasn't acceptable. Right. So you developed your program. I developed my program. How does it work? Well, you know, it's sort of a holistic thing because, like you said, it's not just about learning how to get a divorce. It's about taking care of yourself. Because if you're not strong enough to get through it, it's not going to work. You, it's a, it's a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. <laughs> you really have to get into training. It's long term. Yeah. And eat. developing habits for the rest of your life. Absolutely. My personal favorite, and it's not for everybody, but I really believe in that getting up an hour earlier than you have to method where you have an hour that is totally yours to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to do some sort of exercise you're going to drink some hot water with a lemon to get meditate. Your, yes, or meditate. Or just breathe for a few minutes. Yeah. Read an inspirational book. Read some affirmations. Just think about your what you're grateful for. You know, you just need that hour to ground yourself. Yeah. I like to get out in nature if it's possible because that just expedites the whole process. Absolutely. You know, if you have a beach or even grass outside or anything, that helps if it's good weather. If not, you know, just sit on the floor. You can, like, create a little corner of your house yeah. or your room or whatever that, you know, has a candle and a cushion. and Absolutely. You, know, you make your own little altar. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just to be grateful for that space. I used to call it my meditation station. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's great advice for anybody. Exactly. And especially, but especially women who are in this situation... It's the last thing they want to do. It's the last thing they think of doing is taking care of themselves. Right. They're thinking of all the problems. They're thinking of their children. They're thinking about... Especially mom mode. You know, you're in mom mode. I'm a caretaker. What do you need? I got it. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. Right. You know, sometimes you have to put the brakes on. Absolutely. And if you're getting up with your kids, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the train's already moving. Right. (laughs) Right. So you really have to get yourself out of bed that hour earlier and spend it on you and don't do anything that's for anyone else but you. Um, yeah, that is excellent advice. And I think that sounds like a really great program. Um, <laughs> so not only do they learn like how to holistically take care of themselves, but do you give legal advice as well? I can't give legal advice because mm-hmm. I'm not an attorney. And I'm not a psychologist, right? but I know a lot about a lot of things. So I can advise them on who the best resource would be for specific legal advice. Mm-hmm. Um, the best case scenario is if a woman comes to me before the papers are filed or before she's hired an attorney, because I can help her get all of her paperwork in order before the attorney is starting to charge her Um hourly for helping her do it. So I can help you figure out how to do your net worth statement, how to prepare all the backstory that your lawyer is going to ask for. And if you wait until you've retained him, then he's going to have someone in his office or even himself at $300 an hour or whatever. Ask you all these questions. Ask you all this. And if you could, I had one attorney who's a referral partner for me tell me that when they come with my my binder full of information, it saves at least thousands, maybe even $10,000 of their time. Wow. So it's such a huge money saver. So... Ideally, I want to find these women who need help before they write that retainer check. Right. And now I know you specialize in victims of domestic violence, but say there's, you know, Sally Jones wants to get a divorce. And Abs- yeah, absolutely. It can't, you know, it's nothing terrible, but it's, no, it's enough it's, to, I don't want to 
feel like this anymore. What should I do? Everyone has their own challenges. You know, so yeah, that's what got me into this field, my own backstory. But certainly, I'm a divorce coach for everyone. Right. Right. I can... Do you do men as well as women? I haven't, but um, I've had a couple asks, so I might consider opening up to that. Because what could be better than getting a woman's perspective... Absolutely. ...for a man to be divorcing? So, you know, it's definitely something I, I see happening in the future. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, not all divorce is contentious. Sometimes right. you can have a mediator and, and split, you know, as Gwyneth Paltrow says, yes. consciously, consciously uncoupling. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's been able to do that so far. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I guess. I don't know. I guess that's true. <laughs> but uh, it's just a great tool, a great um, resource to know where you are, who you are, and reach out to you if, you know, anybody has questions on even like, do you think this sounds bad? Should I get a therapist or should I get a divorce? Right. Well, people always ask me what the difference between uh, getting a coach and a therapist would be. And I tell them that typically a therapist is trying to help you understand how you got yourself here in right. this situation. Right. Like, what are your patterns? Right. And Which how helps you can, for the future. It helps for the future and how you can break those patterns of falling into this relationship. But I tell them a divorce coach really doesn't care how you got there. I'm just looking forward. Right. I'm just going to help you get through the next part of your life. And, uh, so not... you can begin again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So a nice little tag team maybe. Coach yeah. and therapist. Right. Great. Right. In an ideal world. <laughs> um, now, how do you have a website? How do I people do. Reach you? I do. It's divorcecourseforwomen.com. Um, and... On there, you can schedule a complimentary free session. Nice. Uh, so I can, we can talk about your situation, and I can assess if you're um, a person that I might be able to help. Yeah. Um, I haven't met anyone yet that I couldn't, but yeah. I'm sure they're out there. So <laughs> we have a, a session to get to know each other and see if we're a good fit. Perfect. And. What if someone is in the situation that you were in where they don't have access to finances? Do you help them with that? It hasn't come up, but I'm sure that there's a way to work around. Yeah. You know, um, I do have a payment plan, uh-huh. so you don't have to make the entire payment up front. Um, my program is a six-month program because it really takes that long to make big yeah. mindset shifts. And, and it's nice, too, while you're going through it, have someone who understands exactly what you're going through, who's not your mom or your sister or your best friend, That's who's not going to weigh in with, well, I always told you he was a jerk, you right. know, or whatever. First of all, your family is too biased mm-hmm. to give you any real sound advice. Right. And your friends don't know what to say to you. Yeah. And they kind of want to, like... Please don't tell me about this. Yeah. <laughs> and they think it's contagious. Like, yeah. they don't want to catch that. <laughs> right. right. So it's really hard to find someone who's going to give you really objective advice. Um, also, you know, I, I have great tools up my sleeve for how to deal with your ex-husband, how to speak to him. You're going to have to co-parent together, right. like how you can efficiently, effectively co-parent with somebody you can't even stand to look at, right? right. You're going to have to find ways. And, uh, also how to talk to your children about this. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to try to partner with them, and they are not your friend right now. Right. They're, they're kids. They're going through their own set of issues with this, and they need you to parent and take the high road and uh, 
And that's the thing. It's like, even if you feel bad for them, you know, don't, it's not, that's not the time to start being best friends with Johnny. You know, it's like boundaries and you make, you're still making the decisions and you're still there for them and it's safe and don't worry. Right. And being so careful. One time, uh, one of my oldest son came to me when I thought they were long asleep and I was on the phone talking to someone about something that had happened and the next morning he goes, Mom, you know, can you not talk about this? I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could hear. He's like, yeah, I was awake. Mm. So you have to be so careful. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. Right. I understand that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much because I really feel like even though I'd never heard of this before. I think that, you know, once I read about it and now after talking to you, invaluable to people who are struggling and going through this. So thank you. Well, thank you for giving me this opportunity. You know, I hope more people find out about it. And do you have a Facebook page? I do. Divorce course for women, I think. (laughs) (laughs) We'll check that out. But try um, Divorce Course for Women. If you search Divorce Course for Women, I think you will find it. Okay, good. Um, so thank you, Victoria. I appreciate it. And uh, if you ever have to say anything else, come on back. Okay, great. Right? Thanks so much for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And as always, if you like what you hear, you can go to iTunes and subscribe, rate and review if you have a chance. And uh, work hard, be nice, have fun. Peace. <laughs>